Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Check the calendar. It is tax time. Yeah, everyone's favorite time of year. But today on the show, we're going to teach you some things that are going to be very strategic in helping you lower the amount you have to pay in taxes and be much more prepared with all of your real estate investments. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hey, Russ, wake up. We've got a show to do. Huh? Oh, sorry. I was just having the most awesome dream. I found low-cost rental properties that cash flow in a strong job market with prices that didn't fall through the floor during this great recession. Wow, that is awesome. But, you know, you don't have to dream to find a market like that. We're going on a field trip there in just a few weeks. Really? Where are we going? To Dallas, Texas. It's a huge market with great infrastructure and lots of people. Prices are low and rents are strong. And with today's low interest rates, properties cash flow great. And did you know Dallas is projected in the top three of all job markets for 2010? Plus, Texas is the number one rated state for doing business. That's amazing. When is it? That's the best part. It's up to you. We have several dates scheduled, so you can go when it's convenient for your schedule. No matter which weekend you pick, there'll be tours of different submarkets and property types and meetings with local experts, including developers, agents, and property managers. That sounds great. Well, hurry up and register because space on field trips is always limited. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events or call 888-GUYS-RADIO for more information. That's realestateguysradio.com or 888-GUYS-RADIO. Hey, welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Thanks for tuning into the show. You're going to love what we have to talk about today. And if you don't, you still need to hear it. Let's first meet our financial strategist co-host, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert, you can you can blame me if, uh, if if you don't like it. You know what it is. It's that I love to go out and talk about markets and deals and all the kinds of stuff. And every now and then, uh, Russ has to bring us back to reality and says, you know, there's more to running a real estate business than flying around the country in uh, shagging deals. And it's true. And uh, today, we thought it would be appropriate to talk about uh, some of the tactical things that you need to know as a real estate investor, especially in light of the season that we're in with April 15th looming. Yeah, you know, if you saw the movie Spider-Man, the very first one, you remember Uncle Ben telling Peter Parker, with much power comes great responsibility. Well, with much wealth or much properties comes lots of responsibility or lots of details. There's just a lot to keep track of. Yeah, it's interesting. The kind of people that are typically attracted to real estate investing tend to be more of the right brain deal kind of folks right. and less of the left brain all the ducks in the row, all the files in the file cabinet kind of. Now, that's a huge generalization because there's people that are successful in real estate in, in every kind of style and type and personality. But a lot of times people are more excited about getting the deal, getting into contract, getting it closed, getting it rented than they are about taking care of the paperwork. Yeah, I mean, that's a typical sales mentality. People who like to sell are people, people. They go out and they network and they, you know, the, the thrill of the hunt and closing the deal, the negotiation and all of that. And then it's like on to the next thing. And there's, you know, always the stuff you got to do at the back end. You know, that old famous uh, little saying, you know, the job's not over till the paperwork's done. Exactly. Type of thing. Yeah. Because, you know, really your business is, is it's, it's about business and business is about numbers and it's about looking at the numbers and understanding what the numbers are telling you. And you can't even begin to talk about management concepts or accounting principles in terms of, of, of decision making until you get accurate numbers. I mean, if you don't even have the numbers to look at, I know it's been, I would say, if not the number one frustration in our business, uh, it's been in the top three 
pretty consistently because it's just so hard to get it. Hold on, you're you're buying a property, you're selling a property, you're, you know, and then the tax laws change, and then and then you have one bookkeeper, and then you have a different bookkeeper, and then you move offices, and you forgot where the papers are, and you had a computer, but it crashed, and where are the documents? And now you're audited, and oh my gosh, it's just, uh, and you think, is there somebody must? I mean, right for every problem out there, there's some business person that's figured out how to solve that problem. And you can sit around and try to figure out how to solve it yourself, or you can get someone who's, they actually like doing it. Just, I, I can't even imagine anybody really likes doing it, but there are people out there who really like doing it and they're good at it. And your job is to say, okay, I'm good at doing this. I'm going to go do that. And I'm going to find other people who are really good at doing things I hate doing and get them to do that. Yes, and we're going to meet someone like that in uh, in just a few minutes. You can't be a jack of all trades, and yet you have to be the quarterback of your investment portfolio. You need to understand enough about what can be delegated and what can't. A couple of weeks ago, Robert Kiyosaki was back on the show. He's a big proponent of putting a team around you and having advisors. And there are areas where you might be the team captain. You might be the advisor. That's what you're really good at, right? Nobody puts together a spreadsheet better than Russ Gray, right? So when, when I need a spreadsheet done, when we need to look at numbers, I mean, that's going to be what falls on you. But I'm certainly not going to probably run the structural pest control report by you, right? Because right. that's just not your thing. Not my thing. Understand. And that's, that's kind of the knowing the, the, the part of the, the team that you should uh, play on. So you, you have to know enough to be able to delegate correctly. And, and so we're dancing around a little bit. And here's why. We don't want you to tune away when you hear that we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about your real estate investment Bookkeeping. Bookkeeping. But it is crucially important that you understand it. And it is not that difficult if you set it up right. It's like a habit. A good habit is hard to get into, but once you do, it's very easy to live with. Yes. A bad habit is easy to fall into, but very hard to live with. When you set up your books correctly or you have a professional do that for you, it takes a little bit of work up front. But if you'll do that, it'll make your life so much more easy. Plus, you'll be able to manage those very numbers that are so important to you as an investor. And you have to do it because, you know, really we talk about, you know, from a strategy perspective, you've got your three different buckets. You've got your active income, your passive income, and your portfolio income. And the tax code is set up so that money has to fall in certain buckets. And then if you have entities versus your own personal money or if you're managing investor money, now you can't mix that money with your personal money. And so, and there's legal ramifications of not keeping things done properly. And of course, when you go to the next level and you're running money for other people, then you have responsibilities to issue reports. And I would say there's more ethical responsibilities too. Yeah, absolutely. It's all, of whole, it. all, all of it. All of it. Magnitude. All of it. And so, and you can, you can get, you know, if you don't have a good system, it's like trying to change the wheels on the car when you're driving down the road it's a lot easier to stop the car before you start driving to, to check the air and, and do all that kind of stuff. And it's the same kind of thing. So when you're, when you're making decisions on a daily basis and you have to run to home Depot and you're going to buy a this or buy a that, or you're going to hire a vendor, what credit card do I put that on? Right. What bank account do I write that from? Yep. And when I get that receipt that I stuff in my pocket, when I get back to the office, what do I do with it? And if it isn't so automatic that you know exactly what to do, then the probability of you doing the wrong thing is high. And that may be a little expense, maybe a missed deduction, or it could be a really bad thing where you have spent somebody else's money on something. I mean, how often do you hear like a politician that has an expense account, right, with the government, and then they end up taking something personal? And every oh, ethical, blah, blah, blah. I think a lot of it is they're just sloppy. Sure it is. I got a credit card in my pocket. I've had a few drinks. I got to pay for dinner. I throw the credit card down. All of a sudden, I accidentally used public money to pay for my private entertainment, and that's an ethical issue. 
And you don't want to be in that situation. And so having your system set up so that you know, that's why everybody, you, you drill, right? You, you teach your kids, if there's a fire, this is what you do. You, you don't decide how to do that when there's a fire. Right. You do that ahead of time so that when it happens, everything's automatic. People rehearse what to do in advance of when it's important. And the hardest thing for a real estate investor is to understand that the bookkeeping part of it is really important because at the end of the year, when you want to know how you did, you want to know who you owe or who owes you. You want to be able to put together a pro forma to pitch your project or sell your property to a prospective buyer. They're going to want the information. And if you can't provide it, then you're going to have to, you know, probably at the least opportune time, drop everything and go put it all together. Whereas if you just had a system of doing it from the beginning that was well thought out, which is the hard work you alluded to on the front end, then it becomes that healthy habit that you just fall into. And this is the way we do it here. Best of all, when it's properly organized, it's more easily delegated, which is your fastest track to getting out of it. <laughs> all right. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to learn a bunch. There are going to be things you're going to learn today for sure. There's going to be a bunch of ahas where you go, oh, good idea. And there's going to be a bunch of whoops, which is, oh, oh yeah, I yeah. shouldn't be doing that. Right. And that's good. But we're also, this is such a big topic that rather than go on and on and on for week after week after week on your bookkeeping and be lecturing you like your mom, um, we're going to give you some resources, some places you can go for some free education to learn the stuff that you need to know. Because here's the thing. Everybody's books are different because everybody's real estate business is different. Right. If you're a rehabber, you're an active construction person, what you have to keep track of and how you can write it off and those kind of things is going to be different than the passive real estate investor that just collects rental houses. And one of the disclosures we need to make up front, and, and I guess even a stronger word would be disclaimer, is that Russ and I are not tax professionals. Now, you're going to meet a professional. She's not a CPA. She's an enrolled agent, and we're going to learn what that means. But she helps people to navigate this very thing from people who are just starting out to people that have been investing for years and years and years and want to get a handle on it. And so it doesn't matter what stage you're at. I think you're going to find some useful information today. But more importantly, this is the time of year people think about it, right? Typically in April, we'll have uh, an accountant. We'll have somebody on the on the show who, who specializes in that. Now, we'll tell you backstage that we typically have to record those at a time other than near April 15th, but right. not this time. She's here with us, and, and she's going to share uh, uh, some great information. In fact, let's uh, meet our guest. Uh, her name is Renee Daggett, and uh, she is a master at understanding the why behind doing the books and then, of course, actually doing that work. Renee, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. All right. Well, it's great to have you with us. This is, uh, as we've uh, talked about, a topic that is important to, to folks, but I know you run into people uh, in your bookkeeping business that uh, have boxes of receipts and have never looked at them. How do we get our mind around the fact that we need to keep track and, and really demystify this process of, of keeping our books? I think the first step is the commitment to take that step. Because if you're not willing to do it, you're just going to let it happen. It's kind of like the saying, you have to be proactive, not reactive. So making a commitment to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it well. So, you know, you may not have the time, you may not have the desire, you may not have the knowledge, but like we were just saying, you need to delegate, you need to learn enough to know to be that captain of your business, to do the right thing, to be responsible and to see that it all comes together. And it makes, it makes financial sense, obviously. There are some requirements that you have to keep as a, a real estate investor, and there's some things that just make sense for you to, to, to do. Um, walk us through what it looks like to set up a system so that we can keep track of our rental properties, our rehabs, and all that. 
I think the first thing is to come up with a system that is simple for your receipts. So you have mortgage statements, you have bank statements, credit card statements, and those Home Depot receipts, right? And all of them are different sizes. The Home Depot receipts might fade over time because they're on a thermal paper. So there's, you have to come up with the simple plan that's best for you, that works for you. And there's several ideas. You can set up file folders. You can set up a binder. I know some um, real estate investors that I know will take those Home Depot receipts and, and tape them on to a piece of paper so it's the same size that they can put it in a binder and organize it really logically, efficiently. But you have to come up with a system, whether it's file folders or a binder or even scanning receipts. Now, um, the electronic age where you can just scan receipts and sort them on your computer, that that is really nice because then you can just dump the paper as long as you can make sure you have a backup remember to do that you know you made a really good point in a presentation that you gave at one of our mentoring clubs that you get these receipts and sometimes they are on the thermal paper and you alluded to this over time that stuff's not readable i keep a receipt and say i get audited and it's four years later and i show up with this piece of paper and there's nothing left on it that's right and the thing in an audit the IRS wants to see the either the original receipt or a copy of it. You know, if you put it on, choose to put it on your computer, you need to be able to produce that. Uh, the other thing is the credit card statement is not enough. You know, you might say you might see Home Depot on the statement, but the IRS in an audit, they're going to want to see that actual receipt of what you bought. Did you buy something for your rental property? Or did you buy something for you personally? And if you cannot prove that, they're going to disallow that. That is a huge point right there. So many folks, I think, figure, well, I, it comes on my credit card statement. It shows I, I went to this hardware store. I, I went over to this paint store. I, I did it. But that's not enough. You're saying you re they really have to see, especially in the case of an audit, what those underlying things are. Is it, you know, one paintbrush and five dozen candy bars? Or are you buying stuff for the property? Well, I think, right. the, I think the other thing, too, is just this notion that you're guilty until proven innocent. You know, that's the positioning with the IRS. It's not deductible unless you prove it is. And so, you know, making sure you have your documentation down, very important. Absolutely. And we're going to have to sprinkle throughout today some uh, helpful hints that uh, Renee is going to bring you when it uh, comes to that, because um, she's in the trenches. And, and what we appreciate about Renee is not only does she invest in real estate, but she has a, a large group of clients, and that's what they are, is real estate investors. So certainly she can keep books for all sorts of businesses and, and, and things that, that people are involved with, but real estate's one of uh, theirs that you specialize in. When we come back, we're going to learn more about that and uh, find out what are some of the simple things you can do <clears throat> to make your life so much easier. I'm your host, Robert Helms. We're the Real Estate Guys. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Hi, this is Bob Helms. They call me the godfather of real estate, mostly because I've been investing longer than the average Joe, since 1957 to be exact. Back when I started out, investing was pretty simple. Even so, I made more than my fair share of mistakes. And I can't imagine getting into this game today without some help. That's why I'm inviting you to check out the Real Estate Guys Investor Mentoring Club. There are three locations to choose from. Silicon Valley, Los Angeles, and Dallas, Texas. To find out when and where, just send an email to guys at realestateguysradio.com or use the feedback page on the website at realestateguysradio.com. Tell them the Godfather sent you. Hi, I'm Robert Kiyosaki, and I encourage you to listen to those wild and crazy real estate guys. They're the best, they're working for years, and they know what they're talking about. 
Hey, welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Heard every weekend on this great radio station all the time at realestateguysradio.com. If you want to just subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, then we'll do the work. We'll come to you. It couldn't be much easier. Now, it does take a little work in advance, just like bookkeeping does. You got to set up your chart of accounts. You got to decide what information you want to manage. And from there, uh, you set up a system that makes it easier. And it's all up in, in, the, in the front end. Our guest today is Renee Daggett. She has a very active bookkeeping practice for a lot of uh, real estate investors. She's also an enrolled agent. What is an enrolled agent, Renee? Well, enrolled agent is similar to a CPA. The CPA takes a state test. But an enrolled agent takes a federal test, and the federal test is probably 95% tax and 5% accounting. So we're really geared towards the tax laws, and then we're also enrolled to represent clients before the IRS to fight for them. So if somebody were to get audited, you could actually, for a client that you have, go and, and represent the client in that capacity. Absolutely. And, and it doesn't matter if I didn't prepare the tax return, if they're coming into trouble, offer and compromise, talk to the IRS about letters and represent them and speak for them, kind of like a power of attorney we would do in being able to help them and stand up for them. All right. So before we get to any of that, um, back to bookkeeping. Let's. One of the things you talked about uh, when we saw you speak live was this um, idea of the chart of accounts. Can you explain what that is for folks who just don't even have a clue? Absolutely. Absolutely. The chart of accounts is really the backbone of your accounting system. You really need to have a clear, clean chart of accounts. You don't want tons of categories, if you will, or buckets, if you will, that will list a long ledger of different activities that you're doing. You want to be really clear on your assets, your liabilities, your income, and your expenses, that it's you know just one page long, that it's really clear and concise. Okay. And so when somebody is, is say they're in the business, uh, their, their real estate investment business is owning rental houses. They buy properties, they put tenants in, they're going to have some regular expenses that would show up in these various categories, as well as prob- the primary income is going to be from, from rent. Exactly. So you're going to have rental income, but you're also going to have your mortgage interest, your real estate taxes, maybe homeowners insurance, you know, repairs, maintenance, travel to check out your property as well. And important to keep track of all this. And that's really what you're advocating here is if I'm going to do repairs on my property, uh, imagine fast forward 10 years from now, I'm going to sell the property. Wouldn't it be great if I had a record of all the repairs that were done during my stewardship of the property? That's the kind of information that you can get if you keep those records while you go. Not just the repairs, but also the improvements that are depreciated over time. And you want to be able to put them in the right bucket. I mean, some people will throw, you know, carpeting into the expenses when really carpeting is an ex, uh, is an asset and it is depreciated over time. So knowing your balance sheet, what goes on the balance sheet, the assets, the improvements, the depreciation, as well as the liability on the loans and what goes on the expense side and just knowing the difference there. You can also take a look at your tax return and you can see that on the depreciation schedule. So your tax return should match what your balance sheet says. That's important. All right. I, I just have two things because this is obviously a huge passion of mine because it took me forever to really understand this and it's crazy because I got an A in accounting in college but it it starts kind of high level and if you really don't even get the concept at least for me you miss the whole context so you said the word buckets I think that's really valuable the, the idea is this you run around and live your life you write checks you collect receipts you have statements mail coming in and when you sit down to sort through all of that you want to put everything you spent in a bucket the chart of accounts is the labels 
on those buckets. What you do is you you sit down with your accountant and your your bookkeeper and you figure out in advance what are the labels on all those buckets going to be? How many buckets do I want? If I got a thousand buckets, I'm going to be all day sorting mail. It's going to be hard work, right? But if I don't have enough buckets, I don't get enough detail. So there's kind of this sweet spot and it really is you figure that out based on what outputs are you trying to create after all this information gets processed, right? That's exactly right. And what's really important is not only having those buckets, but having those buckets by property and being able to sort it by property so that you can see your income, your expenses, and what your profit or loss is running for each property. Well, and then there's the two parts of it. So obviously, as an enrolled agent, if you're able to represent people in front of the IRS, the tax part's important. But that's not the only thing that's important when it comes to keeping your books. As we talked about, keeping a, a record of the improvements that have been done to the property, repairs, and so forth, knowing where you're, you're at, checking to make sure that your account for the properties, your bank account or your credit card, if you use a credit card for the, the property, those things match up with what's being said. It's checks and balances beyond just simple taxation. Absolutely. You need to make sure on the bank account, the credit card account, you're reconciling, not just recording the income and expenses. And on the income, don't just record your net income. You want to show your gross income and then expenses per the property. Well, you know, I'm mean, just not to dumb this thing down completely, but, um, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for people out there who are just like, whoa, you know, I'm, I'm lost. Uh, I think Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki does a great job in Rich Dad, Poor Dad of explaining the relationship between your your profit and loss or your cash flow statement and your balance sheet. I think that's really important. And then I think the other thing is if you're listening to the show and she's saying net income, gross income, and you know, and you hear these terms, if there's any term you don't understand, then write it down and make it your mission to go find out what that term means because these these are very very important terms because at the end of the day what you're going to end up with is a system that's going to tell you how you're doing and so for me I think one of the great open-ended questions you ask in the beginning is this if you're successful as a real estate investor what does that look like and how will you know and when you know how you'll know you're successful that's what you have to measure the the other side of the question the flip side of that question is if you're having a problem what does that look like and how will you know, right? Because you don't want to just find out that you have a problem when you write a check and it bounces. You don't want to know you have a problem when your car gets repossessed. You'd like to have a little bit more advanced warning. Well, you don't want to figure out that the property isn't performing like it should be and then you go acquire 12 more just like it. Let's get it figured out right. before we go. Well, I'm an expert at this. That. Yes. <laughs> I, I used to only lose $100 a month. Now it's 10000 a month. Yeah. I think the important thing there is being proactive, not reactive. You don't want to do all this bookkeeping and then give this to your accountant, your CPA, your enrolled agent, and let it happen. You want to be looking at your financial statements on a monthly basis to see, are you cash flowing? And are you cash flowing each month? And how much is that each month? And being proactive, it's the whole financial literacy. You need to choose... And make a commitment to to know the condition of your business, to know the condition of your assets. And when you do that, then you will be successful because you will see areas where you need to improve 
and then you can make those improvements. Well, what's great, some of the reports that you uh, issue, you can see trends. You can instantly spot when a trend is happening, and that's how we use that information in a proactive way. It's not something we just worry about April 15th. It's something we use to manage and run our business. Absolutely, and you shouldn't do that on April 15th. You should be doing that monthly, looking at reports, looking at a profit and loss, looking at your balance sheet to know what your net worth is. And that's huge, because I'll tell you, that I was just thinking that because I personally made that mistake. I watched a lot of investors make that mistake. You become so obsessed with cash flow. It's basically, hey, if I got if I got money coming in and I can pay the bills, I must be doing okay. But if the source of that money is proceeds from cash out refis when you could get those or draws on credit lines, from a cash flow perspective, you're surviving, but your balance sheet is is deteriorating because your liabilities are increasing and your assets are decreasing. You know, if I'm using my savings to make payments, you know, and a lot of people say, oh yeah, well, I mean, that's obvious. It's obvious when you're running a household. When you have 20 properties in your portfolio, it isn't always obvious because sometimes you have money sitting in the cash account and you don't really remember where it came from. And if you don't check your net worth on a regular basis, especially from a book value perspective, right? Because you can't get all excited because you have, you know, appreciation on price and that's offsetting the fact that you're drawing down cash. You can't look at it that way. You got to look at really what's happening from a perspective. Am I spending more money than I'm bringing in? That's really what the profit and loss is all about, right? That's right. You know, investors invest because they want to build wealth and be successful, but you don't go into business and, you know, you have to be very conscious of being critical of what you're doing and your finances, your financial statements are huge and you have to, you can't disregard that. It's critical for your success to watch the financial numbers. All right, let's talk about what some of the mistakes you see people make when it comes to how they keep their books and and the things that they do. And hopefully this will be a great lesson for folks who can learn a a couple of uh, techniques here to to avoid what the common mistakes might be. Well, one common mistake is not being able to separate your mortgage interest from the principal. So on your books, you're recording all that, all the payment to the balance sheet. So it looks like like your liability is less than really what it is. You want to be able to split out the interest from the principal. Another thing I mentioned is recording your net income, your net income for the rental property. You want to be able to show the gross and then show the expenses and then see what the net end up is. And then again, your chart of accounts, you don't want them to be too vague or too detailed because you really want them to be clean and concise. Well, and you talked about simple, and I think sometimes people get overwhelmed by the bookkeeping part of it because they think it's so much work to do. And really, once you set up the system and you have either a binder or a file for receipts, you know what the chart of accounts are, and you know you understand what those labels on those buckets are, it's really pretty simple to keep that up. Absolutely, and I will tell you, a quick tip is using QuickBooks, you can not only download your transactions to make it simple, easy, fast, save time, but when you download the transactions, you can split out that mortgage interest from the principal and it can be memorized in your um, in your books. And so if you, you know, have loans to different, you know, lenders or even the same lender, you can specify that vendor to split out for that specific property. So if you have 10 properties at the same lender, you can memorize it so it splits it out so you don't have to enter in all that data. It's Wait, already done. You know, it's interesting because when we talk, when we first started talking, we were talking about physical receipts and binders and so forth, which is a lot of the old school technique. Obviously, today, a lot of great tools and uh, computer-driven uh, tools. You know a lot about QuickBooks because you're a certified QuickBooks consultant. How often do you see real estate investors today embrace technology and use a tool like QuickBooks? 
Well, I will say it really depends on the person. If they're the analytical engineer part, they want to learn how to use QuickBooks efficiently. But if they are just kind of flying by the seat of their pants, never used QuickBooks, maybe used Excel, they're a little hesitant. But I will tell you, if when your QuickBooks file is set up and you set up the downloads and you set up your properties and the chart of accounts is clean, it really becomes routine. You just have to download and dump it into the bright bucket. Our guest today is Renee Daggett. She is president of Admin Books, and this is what she does for a living for not only uh, a lot of uh, clients in general, but a lot of real estate investors. We come back, we're going to learn more about the uh, tips and strategies you can use to make sure that your accounting and bookwork is clean. We're also going to play real estate trivia, give you a chance to win a prize on the Real Estate Guys radio show. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Steve Forbes. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And why U.S. real Real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on events. See paradise for yourself. Click events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. I'm Jordan Goodman, author of Master Your Debt, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning in to the show. If you're staying with us, you're serious about real estate investing because there's lots you need to know, not just about marketplaces and properties and capitalization rate, but you got to know how to keep track of your books and be set up for success if and when you should ever be audited. You don't want to be in that situation, but if you are, better to be prepared. Before we get back to our interview with Renee, we're going to play Real Estate Trivia. That's your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question. Here's how it works. I'm going to give you a question that has something to do with real estate, and uh, when you hear the question and know the answer, send us your email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name and mailing address because if you're the first person with the right answer, you're going to win an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. We then take all the correct guesses for the week and have a drawing for a second book. So if you're not the first person with the right answer, but you have the right answer, you still might win. Now, if you're listening on our website or you're uh, getting the podcast via iTunes, you still have a chance to win as long as we get your entry before next week's show. It's pretty simple. Every week we give away either one or two books depending on just how smart our audience is this week pretty simple real estate question i'm expecting we're going to be a, it's going to be a two uh, book week first of all last week on the show uh we asked about uh the museum in the united states that displays only toilet seats yeah the toilet seat <laughs> museum it's uh, it's a it's a, a unique okay. place to say the least and uh, we asked where it was located the answer san antonio texas san antonio home really? of the toilet seat museum now, here's something more interesting uh, as we're talking about bookkeeping and taxes today. Leonardo da Vinci was born in Italy on April 15th. Leonardo da Vinci. Now, April 15th had a different meaning back then. It was just 
Happy birthday, Leo. But he was born on April 15th. Here's what I want to know. What year? In what year was Leonardo da Vinci born in Italy? All right, April 15th, some year. If you want to guess or if you know, send it to us at trivia at realestateguysradio.com and you could be the proud owner of Equity Happens, building lifelong wealth with real estate. Our guest today is Renee Daggett. She does books for a lot of folks, but she's also written a book on uh, this very topic, which is not only is it informational and it's a great book and we're going to tell you how you can get a copy before you're done, but you have a analogy, I guess, a philosophy that you use in, in, in your book. Sh- share this with us because I think this really helps kind of bring home the concept of why it's so important to, to keep your, your ducks in a row when it comes to your books. Well, I wrote a book. It's called Your Financial Flight Plan. And when you run a business, you can feel overwhelmed and stressed. And I wanted it to be fun to read. And what I did is I have an analogy between running a business and flying an airplane. So there's the pilot in the plane. He has qualities. And also there's instruments in the airplane and the instruments tell you about how you're doing in your business. So the GPS tells you where you are and where you're going. And then there's the altimeter that tells you how high you're flying. And then there's the airspeed indicator. And of course, you don't want to fly too fast or too slow when you're landing. There's a perfect sweet spot when you're landing. So in business, you don't want to make hasty decisions. But you don't want to not make a decision and kind of be paralyzed because then that you can head for a crash that way, too. You know, it's such a, a great analogy because whether or not you fly a plane or just a passenger in a plane, clearly the pilot doesn't just look out the window and decide where to go. Right. Some people run their real estate business that way. You can't. You've got to pay attention to your instrumentation. In this case, we're looking at for the very things that are going to give us some feedback on where we're going and, and how we're getting there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just sitting here listening to that and thinking, how many opportunities have I missed in my career because I needed to put together a financial statement or I needed to know if I could afford to do something and I did not have that information and the window of opportunity came and went and it wasn't that I didn't have enough time to think about it. I had enough time to think about it. I just didn't have the information I needed in order to really make the decision and it's been one of the hugest frustrations in my life. And no, it, this is like one. This is like the, the topic really of doing due diligence, a topic that most people don't really teach because it's not sexy and people don't get excited about it. You don't think about how rich I'm going to get doing due diligence. You don't think about how rich you're going to get having great books. But I, I, you know, I'll tell you, if I could get back even a third of those missed opportunities, um, I would do it in a heartbeat because it's uh, there's nothing worse than looking back at, you know, I, I had a chance to do that and I didn't even know I could do it because I didn't know I could afford it or I did something that I thought I could afford and it blew up and I would have never done it had I known. You know, the other thing about it is you are setting a habit, a, a principle. If your goal is in the next 30 to 40 years to acquire more real estate, not less, to have a nice, healthy portfolio of real estate that provides cash flow and hopefully appreciation over time, then when would you want to get organized? Do you wait until you have 500 properties and then start to get your receipts together? You gotta start small. If you have yet to acquire your first investment property, perfect. Now, if you have lots of property and listening to the show is making you cringe a little bit, the hair on the back of your neck's going up going, oh man, I need to take care of this stuff. Let this be a wake-up call. Yep. Get it taken care of. The sooner you do, the better. Last week, we were in Florida for our Secrets of Successful Syndication event. And one of the things we taught folks who are looking to syndicate real estate investments is that you're building up a resume, an experience resume. And if your experience is, my books are a mess, all my receipts are in a box somewhere, 
that's not a good position to be in if you're expecting and wanting people to invest in you. You've got to have your ducks in a row, right? You need to, as Jim Rohn would say, learn to be faithful when the amounts are small. Right. Right. When the person says, well, I don't make that much money. I don't really know where it all goes. When would you expect that to stop? I can when you don't have very much is when you should be able to figure out where it all goes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can just tell you from personal experience that, that you know, when you start running fast, and that's what happened for me, business took off, uh, investing took off, everything was going very, very fast. And I kept hiring people, but not really understanding what was going on. And what ended up happening is I just had this gigantic mess and it takes months or sometimes years to work your way through it because it isn't a revenue producing event, which is why it's hard as a business person to get excited about doing it. It doesn't make me money. Well, not directly. Okay. But it, it, it costs you opportunity, as I alluded to earlier, if you don't have it set up. But when it completely gets out of control and you've got to get it back to organized again, that's super frustrating. And, you know, I just, again, I just, if you're out there and you're just starting out, Good for you because there's a lot of people going to get into the real estate business right now because I think a lot of people are beginning to realize this is a great time to get back into the business. It's probably another three, four, or five years of suppressed pricing and a lot of buying opportunities and a growing rental population, all the things we talk about. And if you're just getting started, you haven't made any mistakes yet, so good for you. You can get to build a solid foundation to move forward. Uh, if you're like me and you got a little bit out of shape, then it's a time to kind of make a renewed commitment to, you know, to borrow from Renee uh, to say, look, I'm going to dedicate, you know, an extra, I'm going to get up two hours earlier every day, or I'm going to make sure at least one Saturday every month, I'm just going to lock myself in a room and I'm going to just work on my backlog I like the story you had your friend with the the garage, you know, who's overwhelmed by a garage full of boxes. And he said, just one box at a time. And after 18 months or whatever. A box a was, month. A yeah. box a month. Yeah. And then, and then finally, and, and I, you know, wasn't there, but I've heard you tell the story. The sense of satisfaction when you finally conquered that pile and you finally put that last thing to bed and you're like, you know what? I did it. And then, and then you're going forward with the commitment. I'm going to, I'm going to stay on top of it. I'm not going to let it ever get on top of me again. So no matter where you're at, I mean, this is a great show to kind of kickstart you, which is why we're doing it. And, uh, and I think Renee had some great information. I know that when she came and presented at mentoring club, you know, and I think about this probably more often than I should, but man, I mean, I had like a whole notepad full of, full of notes and things. Oh, I didn't know that. Or I, I knew that, but I'd forgotten well, let's yeah. talk about a couple of those little things before uh, before we, we run out of time. One of the things that uh, real estate investors might consider, uh, and it's been um, kind of a hot button on and off throughout the years, is the home office deduction. Is that something that you see many of your clients take advantage of? No. Um, they're really nervous about it. They think it's that red flag. But really what it is, you really need to know what is allowed. You know, what do the rules say? Because if you know the rules, then you can play the game and feel confident to step forward and take that deduction. You know, the rules are that it has to be exclusively and regularly used for business. And so if you use a business a portion in your home, then you can take that home office deduction. And what that then opens the door for is uh, business miles. Because if you have an office in your home, then you can travel from your home to different properties, right? And then it's deductible. If you're traveling from your home and going other places, then you get no deduction. All right, very important point. In fact, speaking of miles, we're gonna talk a little bit about that when we come back. Renee is uh, with us today talking about keeping her books as a real estate investor. It may not uh, be, as Russ says, sexy, but I'll tell you what, it's super important. And uh, we all need to, to understand how it fits into our big plan for acquiring real estate over time. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. More when we come back, I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hi, this is Peter Schiff, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Hey, Russ, guess what? 
the real estate market is hot again? Oh, Russ, the real estate market is always hot if you know where to look. No, it's something even better. Really? What is it? Well, thanks to our amazing listeners, we continue to be one of the most downloaded real estate shows on iTunes week after week. That is great. So what are we going to do about it? Well, I thought we should let our listeners know that there's more to the Real Estate Guys than just our weekly broadcast. Yeah, like our website at realestateguysradio.com where they can read our blog. Great start. And if they're still hungry for more, there's our Backstage Pass with members-only access to additional content, backstage interviews, and our monthly audio mentoring club. Plus, Backstage Pass members get priority access and special discounts to our live events, field trips, and the annual Investor Summit. So come backstage, go to realestateguysradio.com, and click on the Backstage Stage Pass logo. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is Kim Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Woman, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. The Real Estate Guys is always available at realestateguysradio.com. That way you can listen when it's convenient for you and not just when it's convenient for us. And uh, download our show and take us to the gym because we need the workout. Speaking of workouts, it's financial workout to get your house in order, but it is so much easier to live with once you do. Uh, we have Renee Daggett on uh, the program today. She's an enrolled agent. She helps folks uh, who have uh, real estate investments to kind of get a handle on the numbers. And we were just talking uh, before the break about uh, the home office deduction and that brought up mileage. This is one of those areas where when you look at the forms on the IRS, it asks if you have a record of your mileage and then is this information written? I always panic when I read that. Like every time I, I leave the driveway, I should be writing it down. And yet, uh, this is a, this is a, an area that uh, there's some controversy and maybe misunderstanding about. You should be writing it down. You should have a mileage log in your vehicle with a pen attached to it because you need to write down the date, the starting odometer reading, the ending odometer reading, and the purpose of your trip. And um, if you're in an audit, they're going to ask you for that mileage log. They're going to want to see that. I've heard that other auditors or taxpayers they'll ask. They'll give them the, um, you know, the map quest when they map something out. Right. That's not allowed. Okay. And um, so you want to be able to have that mileage log. The good thing is, the good news is if you, if your number is pulled for an audit, you are allowed to recreate your mileage log. And what that means is you're going to want to go through your records, your receipts. Where did you go to the bank, to the office supply store? And your calendar, see where you were on those days. That yeah. was the next thing. Make sure you have your calendar handy. I know some of my clients are using Outlook and... Outlook deletes some of the calendar. It only keeps, goes back so far. So make sure you print out your calendar if it's on electronic form so that you can go back and recreate your mileage log and get every mile due to you. Now, one of the great little um, business promotional things that you do is you have these when someone goes to hear you speak or comes to your office, you have little mileage logs, which I think is just great. But the other thing is since our, our listeners uh, maybe aren't going to make it to Renee's office today or tomorrow, this is a resource you have on your website too. Absolutely. I have an electronic version. It's an Excel sheet. It's our, It does all the calculation for you. You just plug in the date, the odometer reading. It does all the adding and subtracting for you, and it's an electronic form. You know, one of the things I really appreciate about you, Renee, is that when you speak, you educate people about how to, why it's important and how to do it, whether or not they're going to hire someone to do it themselves. And so on your website, there's a ton of great resources. The website is adminbooks.com. So admin, like administration, adminbooks.com. You can learn more about Renee. You can order her book there uh, and uh, really uh, get your mind uh, around this. You can go to uh, our site uh, under resources. You'll find her book uh, in our recommended reading as well and, and get it there. But a lot of free resources. What are some of the things they can find on your site, if they're, especially if they're new to this topic? Um, the biggest thing is the newsletter. I have years of newsletter topics. It's very educational. I talk about leadership. I talk about if you're audited 
and the IRS asks for your QuickBooks file what you can give them and what you don't want to give them. So Ooh. check out the newsletters there. But there's also audios on how to um, stay in compliance on your corporate minutes. So if you own an S Corp or a C Corp, um, how to stay in compliance on the corporate minutes. And there's just a lot of different research there. And yes, that is my heart to educate you. Now, I know a lot of your clients are uh, based where you are geographically, but is it important that your bookkeeper, the person on your team that's going to help you with this, is near you or in your same state? Does that matter? I think it really depends on your activity level. If you have a lot of investments going on and you want somebody in your office to file those receipts or scan those receipts, you definitely want somebody there. But we work with clients all over where we have access electronically to bank statements, credit card statements. We can download all of that activity into QuickBooks and provide financial statements in a PDF format that is secure and clean. All right, so for more information on uh, what Renee does uh, for her clients and for some of those re, uh, free resources that she mentioned, go to the website at adminbooks.com. The book is called Your Financial Flight Plan, Pilot Your Business to Profitability. Renee, thanks so much for uh, sharing your time and great information today. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. It may not be the most exciting part of uh, real estate, but I'll tell you what, it'll help you sleep better at night if you know that your numbers are, are there. Plus, you'll be able to spot trends uh, ahead of time and if it were to happen, if you were to get audited, think how much better it'll be if you, at least you know your numbers are together. Yeah, I just keep laughing because we keep saying it's not that exciting. You know, we're definitely talking about our perspective because, you know, she chose to make it her living, right? And there's people out there that love doing it. And so thank God that there's that kind of diversity in the world that people love to do some of the things that we don't like to do. Uh, but again, I just want to reiterate the importance of, uh, of, of of taking the time to do it. And we thought it was well worth dedicating a show uh, to this particular topic um, because, you know, from my, again, from talking from my personal experience, when you go through something this tough, uh, the first thing you do, I think, if you care about other people is say, boy, I need to tell people, please be careful. Don't step in that pothole. Don't drive off. The bridge is out, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's how I feel about this. So, uh, you know, again, if you're coming in brand new and you get a chance to do it right, set it up. I'd get the book. I would, you know, meet with your tax advisor, get your bookkeeper going, set your system up, however you choose to do it. Uh, make appointments with yourself to have regular reviews and decide if the system's working for you or not. And once you get that infrastructure in place, then you can kind of pick up the pace. And I think that you really want to do that because I think the pace is going to be picking up over these next few years. And you don't want to miss those opportunities because uh, you were thinking, what's what Jim Rohn say? You were thinking summer in the summer. And you weren't thinking winter in the summer. You know, you, you want to plan ahead. You want to look down the road a little bit. And there's a lot of really, really good opportunity coming. It's here now. And uh, you want to be in a position to take advantage of it. And that starts with the foundation of good bookkeeping. There's a renewed enthusiasm out there for real estate. It's still not mainstream. The average person is still gun shy. Good. They're still feeling that there's... <laughs> you know, challenges in the marketplaces. Some markets there are. Last few weeks, we've been talking about different marketplaces. That's crucial. We just took a whole bunch of folks to a marketplace uh, and uh, showed it to them firsthand. We're doing that again. We have a field trip to uh, one of our favorite markets, Dallas, Texas, coming up uh, in May. Uh, and we love to take people on field trips. We're also going to the beautiful country of Belize again on a field trip. And people are starting to get excited about what's happening in real estate. So there are so many different aspects of it. And 
you are probably best served to have a team of advisors around you who understand the game you're in. You talked about due diligence. Again, not one of the more exciting parts, certainly a crucial part to real estate investing. Asset protection. Renee talked a little bit about the corporate formalities involved, but I'll tell you what, you go to that much trouble to acquire an asset, you want to make sure it's protected. It is easy to not do that correctly yes. or to follow bad advice. And so it's important that you get educated enough and, and we continue to beat this drum because it is so crucially important. It is the distinction between a successful investor and an also ran, the person who will spend the little extra time to get educated, to understand, to put a good team around them so that they can go and not have to worry about it. It's the peace of mind factor, but it's also that there are things that you are good at. Two schools of thought and personal development. The first is, well, I'm not good at something like keeping track of receipts. I just better work really hard at keeping track of it. The other, I think, the better way to approach personal development of any kind is look at what you're good at and design your investment life, your business life around the things that you're good at and the things that aren't your natural calling, that's what you outsource. That's what you find help for. Now, when we're talking about a professional, like an enrolled agent or a CPA, that's someone who has a very high level of practice, and you need to rely on those people because you can't be expected to know the millions of pages of code and the IRS law. That's why you need a professional. If you're investing in several different marketplaces like we do in different countries, you can't know every country's law. You can't know every neighborhood. You have to rely on other folks to be able to do that. And that's what gives you power. If it's just if everything's just on your shoulders, there's only so far you can get. But as soon as you expand your awareness and your relationships, there is no end to the possibility. Absolutely. And that's why your personal education is so important because you have to have enough education in a variety of disciplines that you can uh, have intelligent conversations with your advisors, that you can interpret and understand the things that they're saying to you when they're giving you advice. They're going to use jargon. You can't escape it. You're going to have to learn what the terms are and really know what they are. And again, I go back I love Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because he does such a great job of taking these concepts of financial statements and bringing them down to the eighth grade level where you're like, okay, I kind of get that. You know, it is so important. Nobody cares more about your future and your money than you do. So you got to make sure you get those resources. I would urge you to check out Renee's site. She's got a lot of great information at adminbooks.com. And then put it on your checklist to get squared away so that next April 15th, you're celebrating instead of worrying. Hey, next week on the show, we've got a great program for you. You're going to hear all about our ninth annual investment uh, summit at sea. We're going to bring you our uh, recording of our show that we did live in the middle of the ocean. Until then, have a uh, great week. Make some equity happen. Thanks to our engineer, Chathan. Thanks to our sponsors. We'll see you next week on the Real Estate Guys radio program. The Real Estate Guys, brought to you by Paradigm Life, helping you unleash the power of infinite banking. Learn more at bethebank.com. Audible.com, the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Go to audible.com forward slash real estate guys for your choice of a free audiobook. Suburban Residential, brand new positive cash flow houses in Dallas, Texas. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies from attorney and rich debt advisor Garrett Sutton. Texas Investor Homes, discover high yield, low risk, double digit cash on cash returns with interim construction funding. CDA Law Center, providers of professional assistance with loan modifications and the powerful REST Report, helping you level the playing field when negotiating with your lender. Find out about these and other fine sponsors under the resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. Learn how you 
you can sponsor The Real Estate Guys. Call 888-489-7723. 888-489-7723. That's 888-489-7723. Once again, 888-489-7723. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on The Real Estate Guys Radio Show. If you're like me and thousands of others, you know that the Real Estate Guys radio show is a great source for quality content about investing in real estate. But did you know that they also have a book? I just finished reading their book, Equity Happens, and I was blown away by how much I learned. If you're ready to create sustainable wealth through real estate, you need to get Equity Happens. You'll learn, just as I did, about what it takes to prosper in the real estate industry. So don't wait. Make Equity Happen to you. Order your copy today at equityhappens.com.